Well, welcome everybody. So glad that you are here today. Uh, my name's Troy, and the pastor here. And um, I just want to play something for us today to kick us off our Father's Day service. Thanks, Stephen. Life is always fair. I really enjoy repeating myself over and over again. I just love when the kids talk back to me. I don't care if you get a job this summer. I don't care if you get detention. Uh, I can't open this jar. See if mom can open it. Just take your time in there, okay? No means maybe. Hey, why don't you bring that ball inside and play with it? Hey, don't put that back where you found it. Just leave it on the floor. Ew, bacon. If you put a dent in the car, it's really no big deal. It's 10 a.m. Go back to bed. Look, whatever your friends are doing, just do the exact same thing. I got more than enough sleep last night. If your friends are okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Stop signs are just a suggestion. You don't need a chaperone. You don't need a seatbelt. You don't need a savings account. You should buy the jeans with the holes in them. Hey, we're all gonna go to church, but you can just sleep in, okay? Can we please just hang out in here for another 10 minutes? Hey, can we get some more bickering back there? All right, bills! Yay, traffic! Woohoo, taxes! Yes! Laundry! Hey, can you kids come in here and jump on my bed? Quick, go tell mom what happened right away. You don't need to finish your dinner. Hey, look at your phone when I'm talking to you. I wish I had a smaller TV. We got you that phone for a reason. Texting boys. All right, everyone, listen up. Mom and I are going out of town this weekend, so please mess up the whole house while we're gone. Please throw a few parties while we're gone. Please forget about the dog entirely while we're gone. Hey, when you're finished pouring that, can you just leave it out on the counter all day? Thanks. Hey, what are you doing? I'm gonna bungee jump out of this tree. That's a really good idea. So how true is that, is that clip? How, how many times do you hear us dads, us men say those particular things? Never, right? We never say those particular things, do we? It's not part of our, our vocabulary to say those particular things. Now, why dads don't say those particular things? Why men don't say those things? And, this, and ladies, this gives you a little bit of an insight into the male psyche here. Um, but we never say those things for, for a very simple reason. Is that because we are haunted as guys by two words. Two words which appear in the Bible and which then have been backed up by social conditioning by our parents and by our friends and also by messages from society through the majority of a man's life. Now, if you were with us for Mother's Day uh, a couple of months ago, that we looked at the female equivalent of these two male words. But for women, it's not two words. It was 21 verses of the 31st chapter of the book of Proverbs. And what we looked at on Mother's Day was how many of us have misunderstood that passage about womanhood and about motherhood. And so many of us have spent a good portion of our lives trying to live up to, trying to live out what it means to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Now, hopefully that message back in May provided a greater amount of understanding for, for many people here and hopefully that also provided a greater level of freedom for many people as well. 
And so here on Father's Day, it's appropriate then to talk about the male equivalent, which is only two words, but which men have been trying to live up to and trying to live out for the majority of their lives. Anyone have a guess of what those two words are? Any ideas? I reckon it's this. Be strong. These are the two words that men have been trying to live up to and live out for the majority of their lives. Be strong. You know, these two words appear in many places throughout Scripture. In other occasions, it just doesn't say be strong. In other occasions, it says be very strong. Be very strong. Now, sadly, in our society today, we see the degree to which men and dads struggle in their understanding of these two words. And it means a lot of times in our struggle to understand what it means to be strong, it is meant on many occasions that we have caused harm, even the most extreme harm to those who should never have to be afraid of their fathers, of their husbands, or their son's strength. Even saying that may have already caused some of us to already react considering our experiences. And if you are a person who has had that experience, I am so very saddened for you, for what you have gone through, for your experience with what has been well, inappropriate expressions of male strength. But what you may not realise is that the dads feel they have to say, that men have to say, not the things we just saw in the clip for the most part, but what a man, what a dad often feels like we have to say above everything else is, I've got to be strong. I've got to be strong. Is that true, guys? I've got to be strong. So on this Father's Day, I'm going to talk about a couple of the defining qualities of what a strong father, what a strong husband, what a strong man looks like. And it's probably going to be very different to what we've been told, what we are led to believe being strong actually is. And we're going to have a look at these qualities by looking at a harrowing story of one particular father from Scripture, from the Bible. A story which, sadly, some of us will know only too well because of our own parenting journey. So we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 8 today, starting at verse 40. You can read up on the screen, but if you have your Bibles with you or your device, you might not want to read along with us as well with that. But this is how the story goes from Luke 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 40. It says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. While Jesus was still speaking, someone from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, came and said, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, Jesus did not let anyone go in with him except for Peter, John and James and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She's not dead, but merely asleep. They just laughed at him, knowing that, he was, that she was dead. 
And he took her by the hand and said, my child, get up. And the spirit returned. And at once she stood up. And then Jesus told them, give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished. But he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. So very sadly, for some of us here today and for those, some of us online, despite all our prayers, despite all our faith, despite all our pleading with God, you didn't have the outcome that Jairus and his wife did when it came to your child. And that makes Father's Days and Mother's Day all the harder. When so many, for so many people, everyone seems to be happy, joy, joy about Father's Day. Not you. And I absolutely can appreciate that. Now, if that describes your parenting journey, then I pray that our Heavenly Father just brings healing and peace to your broken heart. A broken heart that seems to break again every Father's Day or even Mother's Day for some of us as well. But even if we didn't have that experience in life, we can still feel Jairus' desperation, can't we? We can still feel his pain. We feel it, even though it's a very brief story, we can feel his pain, can't we? His daughter, his only daughter, is very, very sick. But in the actions of this father, we see what it means to be strong. In fact, everything that we need to know as men and as dads about what, is, needs to be, what it means to be strong is found in Jairus, even before Jesus did a single thing. Remember how the story started? It started like this, that when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him for they were expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading for him to come to his house. Because his only daughter, a girl about 12, was dying. One of the things that didn't, we didn't show in that clip was something that men never say, that dads never say, and that is, I'm going to stop and get directions. Now, it's a whole lot easier these days with Google Maps on our phones or on our TV screens that we have in our modern-day cars that helps us get to where we want to go a whole lot easier. But for so much of my married life with Edwina, she has been so frustrated with me because I was too proud to stop and ask for directions. For me, I would much rather take an extra three hours getting somewhere rather than stopping and asking someone for help and getting there on time. For me, I've got to work it all out. I'm going to work it out. I don't care how late I am. I am going to work this out. Does that sound familiar to any of us here today? Or is it just me? It's probably just me. <laughs> now, why us guys will, will never ask for directions, never ask for help, is because a lot of times we're convinced that doing so is actually a sign of weakness. You see, strong men don't ask for direction. Strong men don't ask for help. And that's because that's what we believe, because that's what we've been told for the majority of our lives. We think that being strong means that we have all the answers, that we have all the skills, and that we've got to work it out ourselves. Yet fatherhood lesson number one we see from Jairus is that his strength is actually seen in him coming and getting help from somebody else. He was secure as a father. He was secure as a dad. 
to come to the one who could help him. Jairus was humble enough, humble enough to see that he didn't have what was needed and so he was prepared to seek the help of others. You see, strength, being strong for us dads and for us men is realising that we don't have to hold it all together in our hands, ourselves. So many times we think as a dad, as a, as a, as a man, we've got to hold it all ourselves. But rather, strength is actually being secure enough in our fatherhood, being secure enough in our masculinity to come to others who have the ability and the desire to help us when we need to. Jairus came to Jesus. He placed his child and he placed his parenting journey in the hands of Jesus. And this security that Jairus had to be able to prepare to come to Jesus is actual reflection of encouragement that the prophet Isaiah, words that he had received from God, because God said a particular thing to Isaiah. He said these words, which I'm sure Jairus drew, drew upon. He said this, Do not fear, for I am with you, God says. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. And help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see, when we place our parenting and when we place our masculinity in the hands of God, even with our fear, He strengthens us. It is God who makes us strong. But are we secure enough as a dad? Are we secure enough as men to be able to hand that over and place it in God's hands? Or do we continuing to fight against the conditioning that we have had as men and as dad for such a long time, we want to hold it all in for ourselves? Because we think that being strong means that we've got to have it all the answers and that we have to do everything. But are you secure enough to put it in God's righteous right hand? You see, as a dad... Our security in God, not merely when our kids are sick, it's for everything. But are we prepared to give it over to him? Or we just hold it all in ourselves? Because what we have to recognise, holding it all in ourselves is actually a reflection of us being insecure as dads, being insecure as men. And whenever we are fighting against insecurity, that is when often inappropriate expressions of strength come out. Our insecurity causes us to express strength in a very inappropriate way many times. Rather, we become strong because we are secure in who God is. And we are secure in who God is in who we are as men and who we are becoming as men, about we're secure in who we are as a dad and who we are becoming as dad because we're giving that over to God for him to hold that in his hand rather than us trying to hold it all together ourselves. It's giving all of this over to God's sovereignty and to his goodness. We sang before, God's a good, good father. Are you secure in God being a good, good father? 
So if you are, it's handing over your parenting, handing over what it, your masculinity into the good, good, into the hands of the good, good father. Instead of us trying to hold it all in together and us trying to think and be strong about based on what we think being strong actually means. So the first lesson we learn from Jairus is being strong is actually being secure in God. Now, if, if I'm honest with you, <laughs> and I've got my daughter here, so I know that you know, I can't lie. Otherwise, not only is there going to be the lightning bolt from heaven, but I've got my daughter to deal with over here. <laughs> As a dad, I've gotten it so wrong so many times. There have been times when I took Taylor to hospital when she didn't need to go. And there have been times when Taylor needed to go to hospital, but I didn't take her. And if I was absolutely honest with you, a lot of the times when I didn't take Taylor to hospital, it's because realistically I didn't want to deal with emergency for 12 hours sitting on one of those hard chairs. You think sitting on these chairs are hard. Anyone who sat in emergency chairs, you know how hard they are. I didn't want to sit in emergency for 12 hours. Regardless of how sick she was, I don't want to go and deal with emergency for that period of time. Now, thankfully, other than the, the twitch that she shows from time to time, Taylor's fine for not going to the hospital those times. You're okay, aren't you? We don't, we don't want to worry about the twitch. You see, a lot of times we think that we are strong when we don't admit that we got it wrong. For many dads, for many men, we believe that being strong is never admitting, never confessing, never conceding, never surrendering. Yet Jairus comes to Jesus fully open, fully vulnerable, falling at Jesus' feet for him, for Jesus' help. Now, here's something interesting that you might want to look at in your own time. Throughout the gospel's account of Jesus' ministry, it describes a number of people coming and falling at Jesus' feet. But what you'll notice is that if you go and do a bit of a research about that, whenever you find somebody coming and falling at Jesus' feet, the way that it is consistently described is that whenever somebody does that, it's because they've done some wrong of some kind. They've made a mistake. There's the prostitute who comes and falls at Jesus' feet and wipes his hair with her tears and her hair. There's the girl who comes and falls at Jesus' feet who admits, yeah, it was I who reached out and touched Jesus' clothes, his cloak. Then you have Peter. Peter, after being confronted with a huge haul of fish, he came and fell at Jesus' feet and said, away from me, Jesus, for I'm a sinful man. See, falling at the feet of Jesus is usually because the person acknowledges that they've made a mistake, they've messed up in some particular way. Now, the story doesn't tell us that Jairus didn't take his daughter to the doctors when he should have. But if you look at the description when it says, and Jairus came and fell at Jesus' feet, and when you have a look at how that description is used elsewhere in Scripture, that exact description, there's not 100% certainty about this, but there's a reasonable chance that the reason why Jairus is coming and falling at Jesus' feet as it's described is because he needs Jesus' forgiveness. And he needs Jesus' mercy 
for his daughter's condition, potentially for something he did or didn't do. It's really interesting that James, the brother of Jesus, writes these words sometime later. He says, lay yourself bare, face down to the ground in humility before the Lord, and he will lift your head so you can stand tall. See, this is an image, a picture of a person being able to stand in the strength of the Lord as a result of confessing what has gone on and receiving the grace and forgiveness of God himself. Receiving the grace and forgiveness of God after our confession allows us to stand tall. But many men, many dads believe strength is in our defiance It is in our pride of never admitting that we've done anything wrong, that we've made a mistake. We take pride in that a lot of times. But yet scripture says this, it says, Oh Lord, you have heard the prayers of those who have no pride. And it is those people who don't have pride, you'll give strength to their hearts. What does it do relationally to those that you are close to when we acknowledge the ways that us men and us dads have messed up. See, it takes incredible strength to paint yourself in unfavourable light. How have you done that as a man? How have you done that as a dad? Perhaps the greatest expression of strength is admitting where we've messed up, where we got it wrong. See, strength is not perpetuating a persona of infallibility. But rather, strength comes in showing our humility. Not infallibility, but our humility. Besides, how will your children, regardless of how old your children may be, how will our children ever learn the lessons they need to learn for life if we never tell them where we mess up? Some of the most precious and significant moments in my life is when I've been spending the time with Taylor and I tell her just some of the ways that I have messed up in my life. See, being strong is being vulnerable. Vulnerable enough to say where you've got it wrong, where you've messed up. Now, the last time that I saw my father was on Father's Day about 15 years ago. And I miss my dad so very much. But I have to admit that I admire my mum so much more, especially in seeing how she's lived her life. Hey, mum. Especially after seeing how you've lived your life after dad's passing. Now, why I admire my mum more than my dad is because, and I know this is from a limited perspective, from a child's perspective, but I admire my mum more because I felt my mum was the brave one in our family. You see, it was my mum who came and sat beside me and my brother in the dentist's office while me and my brother having all our teeth removed and having, having major dental work done. It was her who did that. She sat in the dentist's room while their child was going through all that sort of stuff. It's that sort of stuff and a whole lot more. And a whole lot more. See, only after you become a parent do you realise how much courage you need to provide your children and how much courage you need yourself 
when various things come up in life. But I wonder how many times us men, us dads, simply don't go there. We don't want to deal with a vomit. We don't want to deal with a dentist. We don't want to deal with a medical procedure. We don't want to deal with the birds and the bees conversation. We don't want to deal with cleaning the toilet. We don't want to say goodbye at the airport. We don't want to deal with walking them down the aisle. You told me I was going to do this. <laughs> and us dads and us men, we don't want to deal with the funeral. Imagine the situation for a moment. The story says... While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus. Your daughter is dead. Don't bother to teach her anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. And when they arrived at Jairus' house, Jesus did not let anyone go in with him except for Peter, John and James and the child's father and mother. So imagine the situation, imagine your gyrus for a moment, how many of us would simply not want to go into that room where our daughter was, where our son was. A situation that we simply do not want to face. How many times do we dads, do we men, do everything we can to avoid situations simply because they seem too emotionally, seem too relationally hard for us to deal with? And so we, as dads, as men, we stay away because we don't want to seem vulnerable. Because we don't want to appear weak. You see, for many of us, we convince ourselves that if I can stay away, if I can detach myself from the situation, then my strength remains intact. And if we can avoid that we don't actually need to show how much we're scared and how much we don't have the answers. And so we can remain, have the perception of being strong. That is avoiding the way that we be strong. You know, out of all the presents that we may get for Father's Day today for, for many of us, perhaps the present that we need more than anything else is a pair of big boy pants. Now, you know what I mean by big boy pants, don't you? Big boy pants means putting on courage. It's about, it's about being brave. Brave enough to face things that you'd rather not do. Being brave enough to face things that you don't want to do. Afraid to do. Perhaps for some of us we need to put big boy pants on today to be brave enough to be vulnerable to admit where we've got it wrong, where we've messed up with our family. You see, we cannot say that as a dad or as a man that we are, and as a husband, that we are strong if we let others be brave on our behalf for things that are ultimately our responsibility. You see, it is our job to wear the pants in the family, to wear the big boy pants and be brave. What did Jesus say to Jairus when he received the terrible news 
of a situation he didn't want to face, he said, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, trust me, Jesus says, I'm with you. Now, we may think, us dads and us men, we may have convinced ourselves that we're brave enough to save Private Ryan or that we're brave enough to be a guardian of the galaxy or brave enough to throw the ring of power back into the fires of Mount Doom. (laughs) That we're brave enough to do that. But why is it that we're afraid to clean up the vomit? We're afraid to have that hard parenting conversation. That we're afraid to be in the room that demands our presence be there. Can we honestly say we are strong when we let so much that we fear dictate our lives? I wonder how many inappropriate expressions of strength come simply because we're not brave and we let our fear dictate our actions. You see, being strong is being brave. Trusting in Jesus for who he is and what he can do. Trusting Jesus gives us the strength, gives us the courage to be strong in those particular situations. Situations that we don't want to face, but situations that we cannot and should not avoid as dads and as men. So from the story of this father, we see what it means to be strong. Being strong is being secure, being, you know, and, and, and putting, knowing that you and your parenting is in good hands. It's in God's hands. Being strong is being vulnerable because it takes strength to admit your mistakes where you've messed up. And being strong is being brave, pulling on the big boy pants. Your family needs you to be brave. Because let's face it, the huntsman spider is not really that big. (laughs) Now those are the two words that have haunted men and dads for the majority of our lives. Be strong. But that's not simply words of encouragement for something that we are to find in ourselves. Because from the story with Jairus and what we see from all the other times when these two words are mentioned, the encouragement to dads and the encouragement to men is to be strong in the Lord. Not try and be strong in something of yourself, but be strong in the Lord. Because it is in the Lord, it is in Jesus who makes us secure, makes us strong in being secure. It is in Jesus who tells us it's okay to be vulnerable, to admit where you messed up. It's in Jesus that we find the courage to face situations that we don't want to because we know that Jesus is with us. You see, in the Lord, us dads and us men, we can be strong. Because whenever we try to find strength in in ourselves, That is when the expressions of strength often are inappropriate, unhelpful and very sadly harmful in some occasions. Being strong in the Lord provides us the strength that we are to have as dads and as men. In the Lord, us dads can be strong. So, 
for all the dads, all the men here today, we've got a special gift for you. One is to remind you, and it actually says on the box, that you are in good hands. And the other is, is, all, is one to help light your path for you to find the vulnerability and the courage that you need. Because often those paths are hidden from us. They're darkened to our, our journey. And so today, afterwards, just on the table out there, there is a gift for you. Please just take one. <laughs> one that reflects how you can be strong. Being secure, being vulnerable and brave. Please take one of those gifts afterwards because we'd love to bless you with that, to encourage you about what it means to be strong. You know, for some of us here today, this message has really struck a chord. It could be for dads, men, as well as maybe some women here today as well. Now, if that's you, we'd love to pray with you about any of that that's really the Holy Spirit has spoken into your heart about. But if you need prayer for anything else that's going on today, we'd love to pray with you about that. But if you here realise here today, you know what? I am standing away from Jesus, but I really need to come to him to be secure and to be vulnerable and to be brave. I need Jesus in my life. If that is you in the room, if that's you online today, they would love to pray with you about what that means to bring Jesus into your life, for you to be a different person, for him to show you what it truly means to be different him to transform your, your life, particularly from the expectations and the social conditioning that we have endured for many, much of our lives, for us to come and find freedom in Jesus so that we ultimately know what it means to be strong, what it means to be wise, what it means to be loving, what it means to be caring, what it means to actually experience life and life in abundance. If you need Jesus in your life today, then please come and contact me. Come and seek prayer now. If you're online, please contact me during the week. We'd love to talk with you about that. But will you join me in prayer? Lord God, we just want to thank you so much for the dads in this room, listening to my voice right now, for the men in this room and online listening to my voice right now. I want to thank you for the special people that they are and for the job that they do in, in their world, in their families. Lord, I want to thank you so much for that. But Lord, I pray that you look graciously upon us as we go along this pathway of masculinity, that you continue to shape us and transform us, that you continue to speak into our lives about what it actually means to be strong. We guys, we've, we've been dealing with what it means to be strong for the majority of our lives, and a lot of times we've, we've messed up, we've got it wrong. But made today like this, Holy Spirit, you, can, you transform us, you change us into the men, into the husbands, into the dads that you want us to be, that you need us to be for the sake of our families, for the sake of our world. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you, that you speak just, just, just lovingly and graciously into our hearts about this stuff today. And that you encourage us so much to go on this journey of transformation. 
transfer a journey of becoming strong in you. Lord, I want to pray that for anybody right now. I pray that we might be open up to you to allow you to do that work in us. Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity today to celebrate dads and to honour fathers. And I pray, Lord God, you continue this great work you've started in each of us. I want to thank you now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you.